0: Welcome to Faith Foundations with Open the Word with Circle of Friends podcast. I'm your host, Gwen McCaslin, with this discipleship series we release every Wednesday. Um, So let's go ahead and jump in. Um, I want to take a break from talking about the details of the tabernacle and the sacrificial system that was set up uh, through Exodus and just really lay out Leviticus. Um, This is usually where all of those eager beaver, I'm going to read through the Bible from the beginning to the end, they die in the book of Leviticus (laughs) somewhere. Uh, And if they make it through Leviticus, then they hit numbers and it's not much better. Uh, As far as just dry and it's got a lot of informational content. Um, And so it's just kind of difficult to understand. It's very culturally specific um, to the Hebrew people. And it's also like the foundation of the Bible, which is something that's pretty important. But it's a lot of things we haven't grown up with. For someone coming um, out of Judaism, this is their daily rhythms. This is what they grew up doing. Um, Now, modified, because modern Jewish, they don't have a temple right now. And so they do not have the sacrificial system in play right now. Um, And so that will be something that, were there to be a third temple come, that would be something I would expect them to be excited about renewing. Anyway, uh, obviously... If they come to recognize Jesus as the Messiah that he is, then they understand that there is no need for the sacrificial system any longer because Jesus is the sufficient sacrifice, uh, the supreme sacrifice. Okay, so let's go ahead and we'll do what we've done for the other books so far. Um, and I will give you kind of a little outline. Um, this would be something that would be perfect to write in, the, in your Bible, actually, um, right in front of the book. Um, you could, uh, y- yeah, this is just something that wherever you have some space, this is a beautiful outline. Um, To kind of have. So, one of the things I like to do with every single book of the Bible is the who, what, when, where, and why, Um, and then the general outline, and then usually a key verse. Um, And because it's important, especially if you're going through Leviticus, to remember what part um, and and why it was written and what part you're in, because it makes sense of what you're reading. Because otherwise you can get bogged down by all of the details and the the little specific things that are listed in these sections. So, all right. So let's go ahead and start our who. Um, This is the Pentateuch. So our author is Moses. Uh, He wrote the first five books. Uh, What? this book is about law and sacrifice so if you have to remember anything about the book of leviticus it's about the law and about sacrifices um where it's the same as the other books have been so far it's sinai um and canaan and sorry uh genesis and exodus are written Egypt and Canaan. So this one is a little different. Um, Leviticus is written at the Mount Sinai, which is where the Ten Commandments are given, the instructions for the tabernacle, and um, all of the ritual and things that are done in the sacrificial system. Um, The time frame is the same. It is uh, 1446 B.C. to 1406 uh, B.C., somewhere in there. Okay, so that's your when and then your why, um, to instruct Israel on how to be holy and to be a blessing to others. So, um, there you go. That's your, your why. All right. The next thing that, um, I like to do is that outline by chapter. Okay. And so if, if you can remember this chapter one through seven is about sacrifices, um, chapters eight through 10 is the priesthood, um, Chapters 11 through 15 is talking about clean versus unclean. Um, And these, the clean versus unclean, it shows up in all kinds of gospel stories, um, events. So like the woman with the issue of blood, you're going to find out the details of what she was up against. um, Because when a woman bleeds, she's considered unclean. Um, and so they talk about a woman's cycle and all of that kind of stuff. Well, you're going to find that in chapters 11 through 15 to help you understand exactly what Jesus restores to her um, and what she wouldn't have had for the last 12 years. Okay, and then uh, chapter 16 is all about the Day of Atonement. Um, and in my next podcast, I'm going to go into all of the feasts and the days and, and the things so that you understand, one, how they foreshadow Christ, um, but two, the 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 purpose that they had within the Jewish um, sacrificial system and everything. Okay, and then chapter 17 through 27 are the laws for daily living, um, and so you got to remember which piece you're in to help you understand what you're what you're swimming through in Leviticus a little bit. The key verse is Leviticus 27 through 8, and it says, Concentrate yourselves and be holy, because I am the Lord your God." Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. Um, And so that very much is a very good summary of the book of Leviticus because it's about that law and sacrifice. It's about how God makes us holy. Um, And so he set up a system that would keep it in place um, that he was willing to accept until he sent his son to make that final, ultimate, and sufficient sacrifice. Um, One of my favorite words from Scripture is propitiation. Um, One, I remember learning it at like 14, 15, and it sounded so big and wordy and anything. Anyway, um, I love it because it literally means to appease God's wrath, to satisfy it. Like if it was a fire, you're quenching it. You're putting it out. Um, So it literally... Uh, means to, like, a substitute that literally satisfies God's wrath. And that's what Jesus is. He is our propitiation. He is the only thing that is the perfect sacrifice. And so that's why I say if you get Jesus wrong, you get the whole thing wrong. You get eternity wrong. Um, Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, Okay, so... That's kind of an overview of what you're dealing with in the book of Leviticus. Um, There, you know, if we're going to look down through a little bit more specific, um, you've got the offerings in the tabernacle, and we talked about those four. um, And I want to go into those on another day um, and really get into the details of this. So this is just really just an overview um, but the four different kinds of offering, and I've mentioned them before, you have animal burnt offerings, you have cereal offerings, you have peace offerings, um, uh, and then you have guilt offerings, and then you have some that are for sin committed unwittingly. Um, so I, you have to love the Lord. He, he even cares about whether or not you did it by accident. <laughs> um, cause he's, he's making a way to cover even that for his people, so that they know they are right with the Lord. Um, This was something that, honestly, if we want to look at it this way, this was to allow man to have a relationship with a truly holy God. This was him caring about his people. Um, This was giving them a way to take care of their guilt and their shame, um, to be relieved of that, because they knew when they were failing a holy God, They had been chosen, and and there would have been a lot of guilt for a group of people who are trying to be worthy of the holy God who called them. And so God, through this system, actually gives them the emotional means to meet him, um, having their sin paid for. Um, And it was all a reflection of what he would eventually do on the cross. You don't love anybody as there's no way to love them more than to lay down your life for them, you know, which is exactly what, what God sends his beloved son to do to lay down his life for the others. Um, anyway, and you'll see that there's themes, you know, he is the good shepherd who sacrifices for His sheep. He's, you know, he is our brother who lays down his life for us. He is our friend. Um, you know, those kinds of things. But, um, god's holiness is something that cannot be compromised and so this whole process the sacrifices mirror the one that god accepts later um and so he gives them a way to tangibly be okay and be right with him um, before he's offered that ultimate way so i think it's important to keep that in mind Um, Okay, other things I want to mention in Leviticus. Um, I will tell you, if you're reading through this, you're going to see a whole lot of specific laws. Um, And so, you know, I think as I do the next round, I'll go into some of those a little bit more. But um, this is going to be a harder book to understand and to wade through. Um, This might be one that you come back to after you've got some foundation and some other things. Um, this is a good book to consult with when you're dealing with New Testament store the New Testament events of the gospel, because you can understand what Jesus was up against. You'll understand the Sabbath. You'll understand um, how the issue of blood would have been treated. Um, you'll understand, um, you know, just a lot of different key pieces that um, a Jewish believer back in that day knew exactly what was going on with certain things um you know what happened when you got leprosy and and you know if if you got healed how that would how you'd be reinstated um into the clean and category if you were unclean you weren't allowed to go to church and worship your temple was your church your tabernacle you weren't allowed to be that um we see later in uh exodus with miriam um she is punished with leprosy and you can see that she's put in a tent outside the camp um and so there was a lot of social ostracism that would have gone to some of this stuff um because you separated and quarantined um a lot of things in the old testament times. And so to understand some of that, and I think we all understand quarantining now after the last couple of years, don't we? Um, and so I think it's kind of interesting. That's maybe one of the blessings that has come out of COVID is that we can understand a little bit better what it feels like to um, isolate for the sake of plagues and that kind of stuff. And, um, and what, you know, what faith would have looked like back then with things like leprosy and And other problems. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking that for today, I'm going to reorganize a little bit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the outline for Numbers and the outline for Deuteronomy. And then you can reference back to this podcast um, when we talk about those books, specifically in the future. Um, Okay, so Numbers, we're going to do that who, what, when, where, why, and then the outlines by chapters, and then that key verse. Um, Okay, so Numbers written by who? (laughs) Moses. Yep. Um, And then what is it? It's a census in the history. Um, And so it's a history book and then it records details. Um, And then census, this is where, um, you know, we do a census, what, every 10 years? Um, This is a lot like that. This is, you know, at the beginning of the promised land or the journey into the wilderness and then years later um, as they're journeying out ready to go into the promised land. Um, and so it does it by uh, by tribe actually um, of the 12 tribes and so you see whether some numbers go up and some numbers have drastically reduced. Um, and so you'll see kind of that as you go. But where does this happen? This is at the borders of Canaan. Now if you remember Canaan this is Abraham... Um, this is Abraham territory. A lot of the stories of Abraham is he dwells in the land of Canaan. Um, And so that is the promised land. But the interesting thing is Abraham dwells in that land as a foreigner, not as a resident owner of that land. Um, And so very different than what the israelites are about to do um in this one okay so when the dates are the same so it's that 1446 bc to 1406 bc um now that gets important like later when we get to the new testament placing things in history that kind of stuff um but the awesome thing about this is that we have scripture that was written in a real place at a real time, um, and these aren't stories that are made up. These are events. These are moments in time that happen, that have been recorded. Um, and the thing that I want you guys to remember more than anything else is that the first five books of the, of the Bible are written by a palace-educated man who is brilliant Um, according to like the researchers who study this kind of stuff there is the logic and how these are structured how the law is written out how um, these are put together was not done by an untrained person these were done by somebody who had to have been trained in Egypt's royal education system and so like literally king training and so he would have received as the daughter of a princess he would have received the royal uh education probably right alongside pharaoh um and pharaoh's sons um and so you know to remember that these books are very well done these are educationally elite in how they are put together um, I think that's incredibly important when you're reading through these to understand that accuracy would have been of utmost importance. Um, and so to make sure that there was nothing untrue going into these would have been something would have been something incredibly important and paid attention to. Okay, So we're on to our why. So we've done who, what, when, where, and now we're at why. Uh, A reminder of what happens when God's people rebel against God. Um, And so you're going to kind of see the rebellions here. Um, The outline for Numbers starts with the census in chapters 1 through 9. And we have Sinai to Canaan journey is chapters 10 through 12. Um, And so remember Mount Sinai to Canaan, the promised land. is 11 or sorry 10 through 12 and then chapter 13 through 19 is the spies and the rebellion um and remember they sent 12 spies into the land and 10 said no and two said go uh, childhood rhyme <laughs> i think that might even be a song um but in case and because of that and what happens after that there is a big rebellion and god causes the earth to widen up and swallow people Um, And then they are basically punished to wander for 40 years until the last of that generation that did not believe God big enough to help them conquer the giants in the land um, until that generation dies off. And then the last section is 20 through uh, 36, those chapters, and it's about Moab. Um, And so... Okay, so the last thing we do for a book is we pick out a key verse that kind of summarizes the whole point of the book. Um, and so Numbers 6, 24 through 26, and it says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And you guys should be recognizing that because that is sometimes used as a benediction um, to send people out of a church service. It's a blessing um, that's kind of, that's sent. So, um, okay, so there, there you go. There's numbers in a nutshell. Um, and so we do get more stories in this one, but there's a lot of history in this book. Okay moving on let's cover today yet let's cover deuteronomy and then we've completed the outlines for the five books in the Pentateuch. Um, Okay, so Deuteronomy, who, we have Moses as the author again, Uh, and the what, these are sermons by Moses, Um, the where, these are in the plains of Moab, and you can feel kind of that these would have probably been written in consecutive order, Um, and so this picks up the story in Moab um, and kind of explores that a little bit more. Okay, um, so where, this is the plains of Moab, like I just said, and then when, uh, same time frame, 1446 B.C. to 1406 B.C., and remember, before Christ we count down, which is why the numbers are the way they are, and then after Christ we count up in number. Okay, uh, why, to remind people what God expects from them, that's the theme of the book of Deuteronomy. A lot of really awesome verses in Deuteronomy, by the way. Um, just good ones about um, keeping God's word in front of you and and meditating on it day and night. Okay, so let's start with our outline for Deuteronomy. Um, chapters 1 through 4 is the first sermon, and it's a journey review. So isn't that interesting that where does Moses start with for them? He starts with their history. He starts with all of the ways that God has shown up and shown out in their lives and in their people's lives, their forefathers, the, the ones that came before them. Um, okay, and so we're on to... This is a big chunk of Deuteronomy 5 through chapter 28. Um, so chapter 5 through 28. And this is sermon number 2, and it's going through all of the laws. So he's reviewing everything that they got at Mount Sinai 40 years earlier, He's reviewing it. Remember, there are times when um, God renews the vows with the people. Um, it's kind of like, you know, a marriage, revow, renewal, service. Um, it's kind of the idea. Um, we, in the Christian faith, we would say we rededicated our lives to the Lord. Um, but it's it's this moment where you sit down and you recalibrate. You look at where you've been with the Lord, you know, um, what your patterns have been with him. If you have backslidden, if you have lost your first love, if you have um, lost lost touch with the word of God, um, if you have stopped talking to God, this would be the moment when you sit down and you own it and you decide what you're going to do about it and you fix it. Um, and so, you know, what Moses is doing here is he's reviewing those laws that, that he had given to their fathers, to that previous generation. Um, this is where, uh, you know, I, this last couple of months have had this big reminder that 20 years ago we had 9-11. And, and I'll tell you, just sitting here going 20 years later, there, there are 20-year-olds that have no idea what we're talking about. Um, you know, there are people that just can't grasp it, and it would be like me trying to remember or trying to understand what it would have felt like to have Pearl Harbor happen um, in Hawaii. You know that that as you move out from an event and people are born, they don't know what happened all the time. They don't um, they don't have that. First-hand account of having walked through having lived through it um and so here we've got a whole nation that is under 40 they're under 40 years old they don't remember coming out of Egypt they don't remember Egypt they have only known the wilderness they've only known God's provision and they're really tired of manna <laughs> um, they are scared of this land because for 40 years, um, their fathers were all punished and and they know that it's good because the grapes were huge. You know, there was all of this awesome stuff that was brought back from the land. So they've grown up hearing about all of that. Um, but they have grown up wandering around the wilderness, watching God provide manna and occasionally some meat, um, pheasant or, you know, some kind of fowl. Um, so they did get meat every once in a while and then water out of rocks and, you know, so on and so forth. So these poor people have been wilderness wonders. And so, you know, for them to think this through and to realize that they needed, uh, they needed to be brought back to the basics. So what Moses does here is to introduce them back to the laws, um, to walk them through all of that. Now, the third sermon is in chapter 29 and 30, and it's reviewing that covenant, okay? Because what's happening in the book of Deuteronomy is basically it's a big vow renewal is what it is. It's, it's a big book about um, renewing their covenant with the Lord, um, Okay, and then 31 through 34 is the close of the book, and it's the final farewells. And so this is the story of Moses and the end of his life. Um, And, you know, him being able to go up on a mountain and see into the promised land. But because of a moment that he did not handle it how God wanted him to, he lost the right to go into the promised land as a punishment. Um, And so, you know, he did all that wandering. He's an old man, and he goes up this mountain, and he sees into the promised land. Now, ultimately, he is now in the promised land, (laughs) the ultimate one, because he is with Christ. Um, But can you just imagine? All of his life was built around walking his people into The promised land. Anyway, okay. So the last thing we're going to do with the book of Deuteronomy is to pick out a key verse. Um, And a very good candidate is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. Um, And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Um, and here's the thing, with some of these books, if you read through and you decide that there is a different verse that you'd like to summarize with, go ahead and pick your own verse. I mean, these are just suggestions. They don't have to be, um, the be all end all. Um, sometimes what you can even do is, you know, look for a verse that kind of summarizes, uh, these sections, um, the outline, you know, of the outline or whatever. So, um, It's just one of those things that if you're doing a book study, this is you pick out your outline, you do the who, what, when, where, and why, and you pick out a key verse for the book. Um, And so this is pretty standard. Um, Any kind of uh, in depth Bible study, book based, is going to, especially when the exegetes through scripture line by line, um, start to finish, uh, is going to focus on those kinds of things. So, okay. So I think that is all i have for today thanks for joining me today i hope it's helpful i hope you're enjoying but please go ahead and send us an email if you look down below in the show notes you will see the email uh attached that tells you how you can contact me um, or circle of friends Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback we appreciate you joining us and please Pass us along to your friends. Um, we have Instagram and Facebook. You're welcome to join us there. And we do have an email address. So please give us some feedback if there's other things that you'd like to hear me talk about some point in the future. Um, although I do have quite the agenda lined up. Um, please like let me know if there's um, criticism. I can take the bad. I can take the good. So um, I hope this has been helpful. My heart really is to build a resource for believers to grow in Christ and become more familiar with God's Word. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to open the word at gmail.com.